we doing this? Is it? Are we good? I guess. Let's do it. Yeah. Hey guys, uh, welcome Instagram. This is our uh, first time going live for the Three Affairs podcast that we've been doing all summer during quarantine. I have my buddy Caleb here with me, and Brandon. I hope everybody can see everybody in here. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, early morning, getting up to watch this movie, but it was a fun one. So thanks, Caleb, for the choice. Not uh, not an apocalypse now morning, which was nice. That's, no, yeah. <laughs> figured we had to pivot. We had to pivot. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely doing. So we're talking about uh, just in case anybody. Uh, grande note, big night, big baby. night. <laughs> Stanley Italiano. Tucci, the Toochmaster, Mr. Monk himself, Tony Shaloub. Ooh, yeah. So good, by the way. How good was fucking Tony Shaloub in this? Jesus. I mean, the mustache. We had mustaches. Too mustache. Too another. Uh, yeah. Back to back mustache exploitation. <laughs> okay, wait. I want to get into this at some point, but I looked up the cast. Who the hell was Leave Schreiber? He was the bodyguard. Leo. Yeah. He was that. He was just the bodyguard of the club. Yeah. The doorman. Yeah. He was. He was like. He was big. He was like bigger. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like. I, I know you're talking about like the character. And now I see it, but that went right over my head. I mean, this totally is what 15 years before Ray Donovan. So he like, wasn't he wasn't Sabretooth yet. Oh, Sabretooth was 2000. He, That's right. 2000, yo, he was very famous before both those things. Just to be clear, what was his big break? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. but I know it was something. Exactly. I don't know, Caleb, exactly, but bro. It was something. He's Sabretooth, bro. How much from do you the think worst X Men movie? Sorry, anyway. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> hey, X Men has. I wish he'd been back nerds. in Logan. Nah, it's fine. It's okay. So for everybody uh, viewing, <laughs> um, just a quick lowdown, and you know, then we can get into it. Um, Three My Fairs podcast. We all went to school together. Um, Josh was stir. This is my Instagram live feed uh, with Brandon Kyle McPherson. Um, Who's the actor? We're all we're all actors, but our, my title: director, playwright, screenwriter, extraordinaire, oh, yeah. and then our actor friend here, Brandon. Uh, we get together and just shoot the shit and talk about movies. Uh, it's pretty cool. We are quick plug. We are on all the podcast um, outlets, the major ones: Apple, Spotify, Google Podcast. So check us out if you like what you see on our live, and hopefully we can keep. Kind of doing yeah. this, you know, 10 a.m. What, uh, Eastern time. Yeah. What uh, what episode is this? 24, 25? 27. 27. 26. So 27. The last, 26. No, 26 was Tombstone last week. That's, I don't think We're it was We're going to have to do uh, <laughs> it's definitely. something special you're the third, for 30. You're the third in the cycle. This is the ninth cycle, so you're 27. This is 27. Hey, bud, if it's times three and yeah. it's the 10th cycle, then it would have to be like 30 nine. would be the no, end. No, nine. 30? Anyway, we love math. All right, um, I'll figure it out. It's uh, all in order. It's on the It's a drive. twenty-six episode. <laughs> the um, I have it in my thing. So, uh, big night is that what we watched? What the hell was this we movie watched called? Grande Note. Yeah, it's big night. Yeah. <laughs> um, Stanley Tucci directed it. Co-directed, co-wrote it. it. Yeah, and co- wait, yeah, who's the other co-director and co-writer? Campbell Scott. He played the um. The car salesman. Oh. Oh, really? Who like came in and okay, was like, dope. Da, 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 da. Yeah, kids. Yeah, yeah, he was great. I got two he kids. He was great. The Cadillac salesman? Yeah. Oh, the best yeah. part of that was they uh, he's got he's got the cast on his hand and he's uh he just comes up and he's like, What happened? He's like, I have no idea. And they just they just keep going with it. They don't talk about it again. Dude, like he just has this 
Episode 27. Big That's Mac. what I said. Yeah, 27. Right. <laughs> I edit this I'm every so week, sorry. Caleb. I'm I have so to sorry. title it Taylor, every week. I'm so sorry. I'm you so want to give a little? Uh, I'm so sorry. Caleb, you want to give a little synopsis of the movie? A little rundown. Uh, yeah, 1950s uh, Jersey Shore. Two Italian American Italian immigrants uh, have this restaurant. Uh, they're brothers, and the restaurant's not doing that well. Uh, this is a time period where like Italian cuisine is not very uh accepted or in you know there's uh still not treated very well by uh americans and uh they have a rival uh restaurant across the street uh run by bilbo baggins himself Ian Holm, uh, baby. Ian Holm. <laughs> oh shit teeth. yeah oh Rest thank you for saying that that was freaking me out i could not figure out who it was oh amazing okay yeah, yeah bilbo baggins fantastic rest in peace um and he's like, he's like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll hook you guys up with my pal, Louis Prima, jazz musician. I'll invite him. We'll have a huge party and it's going to be a big night and it'll save your restaurant. So most of the film is them preparing uh, for this insane meal. It's very funny. Um, it's mostly Stanley Tucci and Tony Shalhoub kind of bickering, playing off each other with different attitudes of how to run the restaurant, different attitudes towards cuisine. Uh, there's also... Some like love romance stuff. You got um, Allison Janey. You got Minnie Driver. Isabella Rossellini. She's the best. Uh, who, which she? Uh, Minnie Driver. I, I love Minnie Driver. Yeah. I mean, you got a. Uh, it's a great cast from top to bottom. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's hilarious. Uh, what did you guys think of it? I uh, dude, I loved it. It was so likable. Um, the. <sighs> The dialogue all the way through was just, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was likable. The, the tone of it was entrancing. I, I didn't care that there wasn't a lot going on, that it wasn't moving very quickly. You know, it was a very slow paced movie for the first half. You were just learning a lot. And I enjoyed that a lot. Um, especially, you know, the scenes just with Stanley Tucci and, um, you know, what's his name? The monk. She, they, I've, they're they're Primo. fucking amazing, Primo. man. Primo and Segundo. Primo um, and Segundo. <laughs> but the guy, the guy, uh, Bilbo Baggins, uh, I thought was absolutely amazing. I also, because I'm dumb, I thought it was Mel Brooks for half the movie. That's why I wow. looked it up. <laughs> oh, um, wow. <laughs> uh, so, until you said the Bilbo Baggins thing, I was going to ask that. Uh, yeah, man. No, I loved it. But my, you know what? Uh, interestingly enough, my favorite scene from the movie was the scene with Minnie Driver and the other woman um, when they're just outside and she's throwing up and then smoking a cigarette before Stanley Tucci comes out. I, You know, it was, what, a three, four-minute scene, just the two of them, just mm-hmm. having a conversation about, you know, the West and things like that. And I don't know. It just it just caught me really off guard, and it felt like a, a short film. You know, that mm-hmm. little scene right there. I was like, oh, you can lift that out and put it anywhere. And they, they were amazing in it. I don't know. Yeah. It just jumped off the page to me, so... Um. I, I enjoyed the movie. I watched it twice because I always like to do my notes the second time. Um, what struck me most the, the second time through was like that dynamic of like the craft and the respect of the Italian cuisine versus just doing whatever the fuck you need to do to make money to keep your business open. You know, and I got that yeah. very like it was very strong, um, that feeling oh, the man. second time through, I, yeah. you know, like just doing whatever you can. But then there's also you got, you know, like I would say the deceiving or like, you know, from the, the major rest, the, the entertainment club, essentially restaurant, 
um, you know, sabotaging their business. And then it's just kind of, you know, but what really struck me was a lot of the cooking scenes, like where they're preparing the food. I love like we'll get into it, but like the breakfast, the, the making the eggs at the very end, you know, no dialogue, just real time making some eggs for breakfast yeah. and just that that weight of like their future. Beautiful. Um, and yeah, I thought it, I thought it was great. The music was great. I think it actually flowed pretty well, actually. Um, it was like an hour, 45 minutes, and it didn't... There were there were some moments that it felt, but it really kind of clipped along because it was like within a 24-hour period, right? Yeah. You would assume. A little, yeah. A little at least, two, at least two days, I think. Also, yeah. just to answer the question that we just had come in, yeah. the movie that we watched this week was uh, Big Night? Yeah, 1996, Big Night. 1996. It's on, uh, yeah. it's on fucking... Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime and like Tubi whatever <laughs> yeah um so yeah yeah that's great movie yeah uh josh just you you one of my scenes that i like illust- that i really like that illustrates that point you just made uh when like you know tony shalhoub like makes this fucking gorgeous risotto meal yeah. and then the fucking woman doesn't like it and stanley <laughs> tucci's like maybe we take it off the menu he's like oh yeah yeah no we can't yeah. we uh well uh what are they what are they like uh, uh chicken fingers hot dog hot, no hot, hot dog. dog hot dog hot dog they're like yeah. a hot dog and it's just like <laughs> Because I think something that's been like sort of a through line uh, for what we've talked about um, these on these movies is that disconnect between like artistic integrity and then like what you have to do in order to yeah. find success. And 100%. I and I love that like you have the two brothers that are the two sides of it. Like Stanley Tucci's like not only is he balancing like two different affairs, he's also like trying <laughs> to get like his his restaurants like financially stable, and he's like really trying to be the business face of it. And Tony Shalhoub is like, I just want to like cook the food that I love. And yeah. those things like in the time period that this film is set, like aren't they're clashing, like they aren't meshing. Well, and, and one of the things about the scene that, uh, that you just mentioned that was exemplified so well at the beginning with no exposition needed was, uh, um, sorry, this had a, <laughs> text come through i'm very distracted being on my phone i don't love it um sorry uh a lot of things going on it was right the fact now. that 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 stanley tucci was so um nervous and had, had so much anxiety to talk to him about mm-hmm. it and to bring it up in the risotto thing and so that got established so quickly you knew the characters and the relationship right from that scene immediately right away yeah well i you know? i argue so I thought, sorry brandon go ahead yeah sorry go ahead no no you good um no, I even argue like even the, the first scene when he brings the food out to the couple and she's like the one I do actually I will side with the customer on this. I did not see any shrimp or scallop, scallops in that risotto. So how is that a seafood risotto? That's expensive. Nah, okay. Um, she was she was she was being a care. But but she was like it was obviously was like just spaghetti and he's like, "Well, no, this the starch and you can't have two starches and then like there's an etiquette you have to do, right?" But at the end of the day, the customer is always right. Like if they want a side of spaghetti, right. even though it's going to kill your Italian inside, like your soul, <laughs> excuse me, for yeah, the right. food, you're going to, ha- you have to just get her a side of spaghetti and stuff. But it's like the scene with, <laughs> with uh, Tony and uh, Stanley in the kitchen, Primo. Yeah. Where he's like, who is it? Tell me, just who is tell it? me who it is. Who is and it? he I'll like uh... <laughs> opens the door and he's like, her, go talk to her. And, and he's, he's like, like no, no. I'm not he's gonna a, do it. she's a Philistine. I don't want to talk to her. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's so it's like a very funny movie. And yeah. I and I, I yeah, it doesn't like very funny appear that way. It's it's not presented that way necessarily. Um, but there's so many moments that I think are like absolutely hysterical. And uh, it's so impressive yeah. that like 
so this was like Stanley Tucci and Campbell Scott, who plays another character. He's just like a car salesman that shows up about halfway through. They like wrote it together. They directed it together. Um, this was like a huge, like just passion project for them. And it's so, and to just have like, like a movie that a couple of actors like got together and made, I think it looks gorgeous. Um, and like, dude, there's some beautiful shots, beautiful, beautiful shots. shots that, that table shot. Um, so there's a, there's a shot when they're starting dinner. That's a, a pulling back dolly shot. It has, I mean, it's gotta be. And or you know on a rig of some sort, but it's pulling back down the table while everybody's sitting down on both sides. Yeah, and it, it just beautifully well done. Like I wonder how many times they had to take that. Yeah, I mean yeah. it. Where did it? Where was the setting? The was, Jersey Shore, nineteen fifty. The Jersey Shore. Okay, I didn't get. I just know it was on the East Coast because they do the the women talk about, um, you know, Phyllis going west. What, Phyllis, yeah, going west, and then like maybe getting a cowboy yeah. and stuff like that. But, um. But no, okay, Jersey Shore, that makes sense, because there was a big, there's a nice shot on the street. The, you didn't see the situation in there? No, I didn't. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, he was the yeah. waiter, I think, right? Yeah, Snooki was definitely <laughs> working somewhere, I forget. Um, yeah. Shout out to Mark Anthony. <laughs> yeah, Mark Anthony, boy. by Can the we... way. Who, like, didn't, he said, he had, like, two lines. Uh, oh, that's who that was? Well, like, yeah. Uh, oh. Mark Anthony. The, the, opening... like, the, the guy who worked with yeah. them. Yeah, the busboy, yeah. The... Oh, I couldn't, fi- <laughs> yeah, I, I kept looking at him and I was like, yeah, I, he looks so familiar, I couldn't figure it out. Oh, yeah, no, there was, like, they, yeah, no, the casting here was great. Like, even when we talked about, like, uh, Leif Schreiber, like, as the door guy, you know? I was like, wait, yeah. I know that jawline, I know that face. <laughs> yeah, Leif Schreiber. Like, because he, he wasn't, a, I don't he think. He also is very distinct. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think he was part of the opening credits as, like, one of, the, like, a, a main actor. So, like. I don't. I didn't like see the name at the top of the movie and then be like, "Oh, when is he going to come in?" It was more of like that kind of shot, the close up of him and a woman. You know, she, I don't know if she was trying to get in the club or whatever, but you know. And then it's like you just see the nose down, and you're like, "Oh, okay, cool." I so recognize that schnapps. How much? Uh, how much did he get paid <laughs> to be a doorman? Because that's what I. That's the job I want. At that place, at Pascal's, yeah. at, uh, at Pascal's at Holmes. Like what? Well, that's great, also like. Yeah. I mean, you always hear about uh, doormen at comedy uh, comedy places. That seems like an awesome job. Because also, they're always comedians, right? So they're trying to go on stage. I mean, it sounds like fun. an awesome job until somebody has a couple too many Bud Light Limes to try to, like, <laughs> start some shit. But I don't think that was as big of an issue in the uh, 1950s, for sure. <laughs> um, you probably just, like, get stabbed. <laughs> you probably then. just get, yeah, shot. <laughs> I, I don't know I wouldn't fuck right. with uh, I wouldn't fuck with Ian Holm in this he I I honestly think like it's a great cast but he like he was great he just owned it he was a psychopath but he was very charming very funny uh, and when you find out like what the game what his game is like what his ultimate goals yeah. are he's like it's very sinister and like great oh, yeah. reveal yeah great really reveal. good reveal didn't see that coming great reveal <laughs> uh, that scene when they're at the table and he uh, they serve their like special family. Me, oh you know, my part god of the meal. yeah and and he starts the pino me, he starts freaking out and he's like i should kill you i should kill you because and it's so good it's so good <laughs> i should kill it it was i was phenomenal and you have phenomenal. Like, you have all these people that they've invited like off the street like from their neighborhood that are watching like uh, is, is he gonna actually like what's about yeah. to fucking happen that actually, um, that actually yeah. goes into uh kind of uh, some notes that i wrote down was like so there was a restaurant in des moines that uh me and uh, an ex of mine, uh, dear friend Brad, uh, went to. We always, we always call it food sex because the food was so 
fucking good. It was like oh, I thought you or- the, the restaurant was called food sex. No, really we called name. it was it was something I can't think of the actual name, but we called it like amongst friends like food sex because it was just that good. And I just it kept reminding me of that all movie because they're eating this dinner, this like five course kind of meal, and it's just this. Everyone's just like, oh, mm, yeah, oh god, so good. You know, and then people are passed out. And yeah, there's the close-ups of like, like the eating the food, and it's just like orgasmic. It's like that's what you want in like a cooking movie. You need the food porn. Yeah, in a, and like it, and Primo, it Primo says that in the kitchen to the flower lady. I forget the actress's name. Allison Janney. Allison Janney. Okay, guys. Um, oh, she's the best. It's but the best. he's like, it's yeah. like no, the food. The, it should be an experience. Like it's not. You, people should come for the food because it's that good. You know, and that's where that kind of conflict you get with him and his brother of like. They came in, came to America from Italy to open up an Italian restaurant because if you open up an Italian restaurant in Italy, like you're just, I mean, well, that's just a restaurant. That's a restaurant. Yeah, it's just a restaurant. So you that's... come here to showcase that culture and to like build that up, but if that, you're not yeah. willing to, at um, the time, nobody was really interested. In, interested in the yeah. in what it is, no. and so I thought that was a really cool thing. He he said something. Um, Ian Holmes said something uh, like when they were the scene in the in the office, which I loved. You got to you got to put your teeth in the ass of life. <laughs> I was like, okay, buddy. Um, and yeah. he said that you have to do what the customers what they want, so that later you can do what you want or show them. Well, I I forget what the actual yeah, line it's something was. something like show them, sh- give them what they want, so that you can like, you know, eventually bring them around to what to what you to want. What you but want. like. Yeah. It's interesting because when you get that awesome shot of like entering Pascal's for the first time and it's like there's like a club and there's like live singing and the, there's like the sort of like hibachi grill like live like cooking table side thing and it's it's entertainment and it seems like you know it's very commodified and commercialized uh, even for yeah, I mean it almost feels like a club more than a bar yeah right? and so it's yeah, it's like definitely. a different kind of it's a party yeah. and it, and it is more experiential I think. And because uh, Paradise, which is the brother's restaurant, it's very quiet. It's very rustic. Uh, not very many tables inside. There's only it seems like there's a couple regulars and like the guy's like, I can't no. pay with food. And it's but like, here's oh, an art. Okay. Here's a piece of art. And then yeah. they just like shove it in the back. Like I put it with the others like because they're trying to be this sort of like earnest. It's like this mom and pa type of mom and pa. But they bought into yeah. the American dream. And that's something that is yeah. a huge like through line as well they're like we get we spent everything to get here and now we're here but like we can't break it we can't make it we can't like crest that wave um yeah. because that's not how it works for like most people and um you know spoilers and everything uh, these are like spoilers discussions um yeah sorry guys listening like <laughs> we, we request the movie every week and then we come on and uh, you know but, and we discuss um, it but but i i uh I did appreciate as as bittersweet as it was the ending that it doesn't necessarily like work out the way that they wanted in the ways that it wanted, but while still kind of like being sort of hopeful at the end. Yeah, it's um, I mean, it's definitely not a a certain ending, which is nice. Like, I like that it's open ended. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't exactly know what's going to happen. Um, the one thing that I didn't fully understand, and I, I I get why there's not really an answer for this, but the motivation of the wife of uh, Bilbo Baggins or whatever the, the actor's name Gabriella. is, Gabriella, I can't remember the character name's Gabriella. Yeah, yeah. you know she, just, 
she's just chaos in this movie, which is great and super entertaining to watch. It's just like the the where the character is coming from seems very much like uh, very much of a place of just well, my husband's a dick, so chaos. That's who I am now, and it's like all right, that's great, but I don't know. Without her, like you lift her out, a lot of the problems go away. I don't know if that's true. I think I- like. Well, first of all, sorry, that's Isabella Rossellini. Well, that's why I'm that's why I'm putting it out there, you know. She's like a legend. Um Blue Velvet. Oh no, I mean she's acting was phenomenal. Yeah, but just you know, her name. I am a bad gay and I have not seen Death Becomes Her. It is on the list, the short list. I don't know what that is. I, what is it? Some ninety like early nineties movie. Yeah. If you know, you know. You know uh, yeah, you, there's no but, don't do that. Don't do that. I don't like that. Don't do that. But no, I, I don't I don't think that's fair to say if you take if you like remove her as a factor, a lot of the issues go away. I think like this guy, um, Pascal in home, he is so right. like, <laughs> yeah, like he's a shitty husband. But like, I think it's sort of like this is what you can have. But these are all the things you have to give up for it. Yeah. Like, you know, a normal a normal relationship, your your cultural identity. Right. Like you can be the successful club guy that everybody likes. And it's like, yeah, give this guy a bottle or whatever. You got people coming in. I got the musicians coming in, but you're trading away kind of your morals and ethics in doing so in both your professional and your personal life. And, uh, Stanley Tucci second though, what is there, that American dream, right? No, we can have it all. We can have the restaurant. I can have like this relationship with this American girl, this like Italian right. woman. Um, I can, I can, I can do it all. I can make it happen. This is the dream. And I've I've given up everything. But then like, no, you have to learn that lesson that that's not how it goes. And, you know, she's finally like, yeah, she's so she's the one that is the does the reveal at the end of like Louis Prima was never coming, which I right, which, which is like heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> it's heartbreaking because it's it's too it's too Stanley Tucci who like obviously is having an affair with her throughout the movie mm-hmm. or not throughout. No, like, no, no, it's too. Well, it's too. She tells, she yeah, she tells tell Tony Shalhoub, right, right, Primo, yeah, and then Tony Shalhoub tells uh, at the um, at the beach, which is this amazing scene, by the way, great scene, fantastic, oh yeah, yeah, a physical comedy where they start they start to like hit each other, but it's like (laughs) (laughs) they start wrestling. But what I want to say though, like, but the fact that like they were able to share and have like a, a almost like a Last Supper type of. Uh, meal mm-hmm. for the restaurant is how I took it. Um, Brandon, you'd mentioned earlier that it's it's a little bit open ended, but I thought with the weight of the the, the night before and the idea that uh, their their uncle um, back in Italy opened up a restaurant is doing really well for them uh, for himself. Invited you know right. invited Primo back and they should they should come back. And I know uh, Secundo doesn't want to like give up. He's going to keep going, but that scene making the eggs, sitting there and just, you know, in silence, kind of what, you know, it is a little open-ended, but for me, I feel like, okay, that that business is going to go under because they've already been in a financial situation. And that's the thing with like the, the whole American dream, right? The, the beginning of the scene is, you know, or the beginning of the movie is Stanley Tucci going to the bank and be like, Hey, is there any more money that we can, I, I, it'll come. Don't, don't worry about it. But it's like the bank's like, we, I mean, we want businesses to succeed, but we can't just, Keep, if you can't I mean, take was, care of yourself, we can't take care of you, you know, and that just, it sucks. Well, it's that's, that wasn't, but that was another point that I, I loved another scene um, where the, 
the scene was needed exposition, but it was done in such a way that it was it was right there and you knew exactly the stakes of the movie right away. I mean, the banker turns to him and goes, we can't give you any more time. Yeah. yeah. And in that line, you know exactly where we're at. We, You know this has been going on forever. They're tapped out. You're right there with it. Um, so the writing, especially to know that it was written by Stanley Tucci and um, Campbell the other Scott. guy. Campbell Scott. Uh, thank you, Caleb. Uh, that kept blowing me away. You know, the dialogue. And, and I wonder how much of that was them, you know, working it out in the moment and it being Stanley Tucci. But it, yeah, it just, fuck. It's, hard, movie, it's heartbreaking. It's hard because as young artists like ourselves, we have to, there's a conversation that I will always remember in college. Um, and it was to a, a friend of mine or an old roommate who who wanted to go to Chicago, right? And Chicago has a really mm. great theater scene, but it's very much um, more on the lines of, Kind of create your own kind of guerrilla theater, you know, little small companies here and there doing theater. And, and, and very musical theater, right? Not necessarily, no. Just a lot of, a lot of nope. straight plays. Um, I mean, Broadway is on. I mean, there's a lot of shows go there to workshop, you know, off, you know, before they come yeah, to Broadway. Pre, yeah, pre-Broadway. Uh, preview. Yeah. But um, for the most part, if for young artists, they go there and they can create their own theater group and they can Stephen start doing up there and, you know, the Steppenwolf. Um, and I sat there going, you know what, though? Like, I want to go to New York City because I don't. You know, it is a business. You kind of have to jump through those like hoops. It kind of sucks the auditioning thing. It kind of sucks having to know your brand and your type and how to sell yourself and things like that. But it's, you know, there are hoops that you have to go through. And um, yeah. with as an artist, you know, and so you're constantly dealing with that. But then, you know, same thing with the restaurant business. You know, you can have your integrity and your dignity and make just beautiful, good food. But at the end of the day, that doesn't. Food alone doesn't pay the bills at the beginning. You know, if you don't have a lot of customers, you just kind of have to do whatever the customer wants so that they can pay the bill and make the money, whatever. Right. Yeah. And I thought that that kind of arc of the beginning kind of situation and then the brothers dealing with it, you know, because risotto shit, we've um, I've Ryan's made risotto a couple times. And it's it's 40 minutes to an hour of just constantly stirring to make sure it, yeah. it it's it's a very tedious process and so like efficiency yeah. wise and money wise like it's expensive it takes a long time and then you know and pe- it's a very unique thing right like people who don't know who aren't italian or who don't know italian food in the 50s won't know what like risotto they're like what's this risotto oh it's rice what you know it's a yeah, yeah well, it's not rice, they want rice, like give me, yeah, give spaghetti, me mac and cheese, spaghetti and meatballs you know? yeah. yeah and and then right. like he like throws the fucking thing at the door like he's it's, like oh you want a meatballs yeah. just like so fucking funny and it's frustrating but, <laughs> but I, it's very frustrating yeah they you know. treat it very but, uh, real the stakes are very high right in, in a great way also i wanted to go back uh something you mentioned before you're talking about you know type and stuff in new york yeah it's something i've been thinking about a lot recently the whole type issue and i don't I don't know. I'm starting to think that made that it's a it's an older way of thinking. You know, I think that had something to do with the accessibility of actors, um, and and people's like ability to see you. And now with everybody having their own social media, their own websites, and the ability to shoot stuff, I'm I, you know, obviously typecasting's still a thing, and yeah. but you almost want to get typecasted because that allows you work. It's something I've been thinking about a lot. You know. Well, you have to, I mean, the, the industry will pigeonhole you for sure. Like <laughs> for like, I mean, you well, see like, with a lot of the actors who have great careers doing the same thing, you know, uh, Jason well, Statham is a huge example. You know, when have we, when have we seen him in a romantic lead role? Well, 
I lied. I probably you probably could, but 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 again, there's an evolution there, right? Where you know he started off in Snatch as as this kind, you know, the gambler mob guy, and then became this action star, right? So there's an evolution there from that kind of you know Guy Ritchie flicks to I'm gonna transport or kick everybody in the goddamn face all day. Yeah, which is also dope. And now he did, and now he's doing stuff like the Meg. <laughs> hey, a long that's and, also cool. A long and storied career full of accolades from hey, the whatever Meg the bills, to I, speaking points. of Dude, accolades, how has Stanley Tucci not won an Academy Award? I love that guy. I just watched I, yeah, the Devil Wears Prada I mean, he's a couple of days ago, yeah. and it's like amazing. Now Tucci's the man. Well, he's the he's the same you know uh, world and realm as you know uh, Gary Ol- uh, Gary Oldman. He just sure like yeah. Sam, he's one of those guys that I didn't know exactly who he was until i was like 12 13 because he's a different person in every movie you know what i mean like gary oldman i didn't put together all the movies that gary oldman was in until i was like 13 14 and he was in batman and i was like oh i get it now it's all gary oldman yeah yeah we're in the we're in the oldman verse for sure he's jim gordon and he's the guy in harry potter and, and like he looks completely fucking different in every movie yeah. Uh, no, Tucci's the man. Like, it's like people are like, you can like you, you put him in like something like the Hunger Games and he's great. You put him in something like the Devil Wears Prada. He slays. And then it's like oh. burlesque and then burlesque. And then this like where it's like I'm actually like he has moments of like real like anger and drama and like humor. Oh, yeah. Like, but I, he still makes me laugh. Like when uh, yeah. when when Minnie Driver, they get into that argument with, over the eggplants. Right. Oh, the eggplants. And he like starts throwing the fucking eggplants and she's like, I, you got to look. And then he goes up. Uh, Great! And then, <laughs> they're like, it's just like he's brilliant. Like every single move that he and Tony Shalhoub do are like master strokes. It's just always perfect. The, I, yeah, I could not agree more. The the scene, the first time we meet Money Driver, the scene with them in the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, it's about money. It's about money, okay? You don't get, it's you don't know money. So well done. They're like, trying to like, he's trying to like, they're. Tr- it's like, yeah, he's trying to. <laughs> I, I work in a bank. Like, I know money. I know money. Dude. Yeah, and like, and her, and she. I feel so bad for her. You know, she yeah. finds out about the affair, and then like, mm. and then it's. And she's just like the sweetest person the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has nothing but help. She like, you know. But then you also have those uh, experiences where, you know, being forced to like, pro- not forced to propose, but everyone's always asking, eh, 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 when are you gonna get married, eh? eh? And he's yeah. like, I don't, I don't know, because I've personally been in a situation where some friends of mine will be like, "Oh, he's a good guy." So when are you getting engaged? And I was like, "Well, I mean, I just started dating him like eight months ago. Like, I'd like to see kind of how things <laughs> yeah, go." You're but four months overdue. There's always that pressure, and then of course, if that person <laughs> is always is with you at the time, you know, it just got yeah. yeah it's just it's uh, it's an awkward situation. The awkward situation was played beautifully. Um, yeah, I this. I appreciate this movie because it was a little lighthearted, not mm-hmm. lighthearted. Yeah. We've seen some, some deep, serious movies on this podcast for this podcast. And this one was again, <laughs> serious, but I, what I appreciated is the layers that do get revealed throughout the movie, you know, watching it for the first time. I was like, Oh, this is cute. You know, the cooking scenes are beautiful. Like when they're preparing for the meal, um, yeah. when, you know, the breakfast, whatever. Cause a lot of those scenes don't have dialogue. It's just them cooking in real time um the pasta making kind of montage yeah, the, timp- the timpani pasta dish the, yeah is like, and it's just it's, it's great <laughs> it's so good <laughs> and but the second time going through the layer then going even deeper and talking about 
you know, reality versus fantasy and integrity versus like kind of selling yourself out, you know, entertainment versus the craft, right? This, mm-hmm. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast, you know, the, uh, having something for pure entertainment values to get people there to keep you going versus sticking to your guns, doing something with passion that for the love of the craft and just letting that speak for itself in that kind of dichotomy of battling each other. And I felt like that was very evident. Um, is that the right word? Evident? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, the, the, <laughs> the second um, time through. The conflict in the movie, like you're saying, was was right there. It was it was on the top. It was it was very obvious, and it ran all the way through the movie. And again, the way that conflict was worked out, I thought was beautiful. Like I think the point that we're that we're trying to make really is that it was as much as a lot of the very serious movies that we've watched. This had the same um, thematic weight to it, you know. Uh, you know what I mean? Or it had the same realness to it without the, you know, excessive drama of it. Yeah, there you were... Know, it felt just as real, but real life as opposed to real life in Vietnam, you know? <laughs> yeah. There were no, like, pretensions of necessarily making, like, a definitive dramatic statement on anything. It's just, like, this is, like, the story of, like, a family that is really struggling. And, like, right. that can be funny and that can be really sad. Uh, but at the end of the day, also, like, the last, like, half hour is essentially a big party of, with, like, a, bu- a bunch of, like, food porn and, like, dancing and music. And it's, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. incredible. It's, like, one of the greatest, like, third acts, like, ever. Because <laughs> that's all it is. That's It's all, it's just the meal. The it's meal, just the, the reveal, fucking, the and then, like, and, yeah. all the food and, and oh, well, man. And, but then, and then the reveal. And then there's and the then reveal. One of the best, one of the best lines I've heard in a long time, when he calls him scum or whatever. And he turns to him and he goes, I'm a businessman. I'm whoever I need to be whenever I need to be. Uh, Who are you? Yeah. Yeah. And like just walks. And I was like, oh, Oh, it was was beautiful. I mean, and it's the first time that he hits that tone of realness in the entire movie. He dropped the facade and he was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, come on, man. And it it was that moment of like, wow. um, So you as an actor have set up this facade for every other scene that you're in for this character. And had that moment. It was it was just masterful. Well, do you think... I mean, obviously that was his intention the whole time was to... I mean, here's the thing. You got two Italian restaurants, so to speak. One's more mon pa, one's more club kind of entertainment stuff. Obviously, you know, he goes and he has what is presumed to be the best meal of Italian cuisine, their showcase of Italian cuisine ever on in the neighborhood, you know. Um, and... You know, and he essentially causes them to go out of business is from what is my interpretation of it. Yeah. So yeah. the the thing yeah. is that he, he they, they're not competing like he's doing infinitely better than they could ever hope to. You know, it's not really yeah. a competition, but yeah. he's like, I can't give you money, but like you guys can come work for me. Like, I would love to have you guys. And then, you know, secondo and, and it's like primo, first of all, would never do it. But we have our pride and like we want to do our own thing. And so he's like, all right. I'll, I'll hook you guys up with this famous jazz musician. You put all of your time and money and resources into this last big meal to save your restaurant. But he mm-hmm. knows that because that's obviously not going to happen yeah. uh, because he's not going to get in contact with this famous musician at all to begin with. Uh, they're not going to have a choice. They either have to work for him or go home. 
because he recognizes that they're talented, but they're not businessmen. And like, so he's like, I can use these to make my restaurant better. These two guys, or what are you going to do? Go home. But then (laughs) Stanley Tucci's like, how about you go fuck yourself? (laughs) Like, we're never going to work for you. And yeah, when you say Brandon, that the ending is like kind of open-ended, um, meaning like they just put the camera in the corner of the room and they watch mm-hmm. Tony Shalhoub make an omelet for him and Mark Anthony and his brother. And it ends with them like holding each other, Stanley like Tucci arm in arm. And yeah. like yeah. what I what I like is like we we don't necessarily know what's going to happen with the restaurant or wh- if they stay or decide to go. Uh, but what's not uncertain is like that their relationship is strong. Like they're yes, together. Yes, 100%. True. And, that, 100%. and that I think makes it yeah. to me like I, I almost don't even care. Like that's what's important. And I think that's what yeah, they're showing yeah, yeah. us. Yeah, you know, and, and that's what I meant by it's it's this. Then that's what I meant by like it, it open ended in that, it, yeah, like it's open ended. We don't know where they're gonna go, but it's an ending in that we know that they're in a better like they're better off than they were at the beginning. Yeah, right. So yeah, it's in exactly. It's not like a shitty open ending ending where you're just like, oh, I guess we're having a sequel. Yeah, to this no, movie. no, no. <laughs> well, and, yeah, and then it was crazy because like, like I don't know if you guys saw yeah. after the credits, but then Robert Downey Jr. came in and was like, would you guys like to join the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> Stanley Tucci, I'm gonna need you to make Captain America. <laughs> uh, yeah, fine, but my uh, my brother needs a bunch of hand sanitizer because he has <laughs> OCD. Or like um, Ian Holm, like five years later, he's like, guys, run the restaurant. I got to go on this adventure. Well, it's just crazy because three <laughs> years after this, he goes and films Lord of the Rings. Yeah, like it's oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just like this insane like it's such a weird time of the '90s where like all of this crazy like this movie came out the same time the same year as like sling blade and mars attacks and from dusk till dawn and like all these like crazy movies and i feel like this like slipped under the radar a little bit well so one of the first thing that happened when i looked it up and i plugged it into google was that you know it's the it's the sleeper hit of the year mm-hmm. you know you see that everywhere yeah, yeah yeah so like it it definitely seemed to get its due critically they i mean they won so they won like a bunch of know. independent spirit awards you know what i mean it did very okay. well like for people that saw it and like but i feel like nobody's seen it and it's a shame because it's so much no fun. i i mean I, I hadn't even heard of it until you know we watched it this week yeah right and i loved it i thought it was fantastic I'm like, glad, man. that's a movie that had i seen growing up like i you know i just would have thrown it on every time it was on tv type of thing you know yeah 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 I like I just want to yeah. yeah oh great let me watch a couple scenes of this well I'd also art counter that with like if I did see this when I was a kid I probably wouldn't have gotten it I would have probably been like what's the, yeah, what's yeah, the big too. deal but like that as too. a as a 30 year old man who's like like appreciative of you know cinema and things like that more so now <laughs> that I can actually sit here and you know and be like ah, I fucking see it I see the work that you're I see doing the craftsmanship yeah the craftsmanship remember how last week I was like tombstone's like a dad movie I feel like this is a mom movie I feel like sure. this is like yeah. a mo- like uh, moms uh, are like oh yeah it's the food yeah. and the and I love Stanley and I love my Tony Shalhoub and <laughs> I mean Stanley with hair is great yeah Stanley and, with the hair like, is really really he's also hey he's jacked in this movie he's a Stanley Tucci jack he's like low key kind of in really good shape always like that fucking yeah. video that yeah, came yeah. out earlier in quarantine where he was making the Negroni like on IG Live he had guns yeah like he was like I, he's like yeah. he's got like hot dad energy like yeah no he's straight, he's he's straight daddy yeah. for sure he's, he's da- yeah he's, quarant- he's the quarantine best daddy. he's the best quarantine daddy quarantucci um, well, dead. also and like I remember we were going through his movies before but like he's the fucking guy in Captain America he's the scientist as well. I mean, obviously, it's saying too, he's literally in everything. I'm just throwing things out there. Because that's another one where he has an accent and it's, a, you know, long hair and totally different person. You know, um, total different look. We were, he's the man. We were clowning on a, 
the lovely bones uh, in, in a different episode, but he's the bad guy in that. And like that movie is not great. He plays like a serial killer pedophile, uh, but he is. Oh, really? He's he, is, the bad guy in that? he is fucking unreal. Like he, I, you know, he's used, I, I'm just used to seeing him in such a not in like a different light. Um, but he's got the range. Like he's just a really fucking talented guy. And but I, that's, <clears throat> I, I mean, just full on character actor through and through, you know? Yeah. I agree that it's a shame. He doesn't, he hasn't seemed to like gotten his, his like laurels, his accolades. I think he, he needs like a, he needs to do like a, like a Paul Giamatti type, like mini series. Like, and just get a bunch of Emmys. Yeah, yeah, where he's <laughs> like the lead. Mean? Yeah, yeah he, the, the, he needs his the John Brian Adams. Cranston, the Paul yeah, yeah, Giamatti, hundred percent, hundred percent. Can we talk? I wanted yeah. to go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, Brandon. I, I just wanted to bring up Minnie Driver's uh, accent. I thought she was great. Yeah, where's she from? She's British. So, so she wasn't doing an accent oh, okay. in Goodwill Hunting. This was the accent. Yeah. Okay. I thought that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No. She. I totally bought her. She was. She gave me really like really strong Marissa Tomei vibes in this. Like I feel like yeah. I feel like they almost like wanted Marissa Tomei, but couldn't get her because I don't know what yeah. she was doing in the nineties. But um, no, she was fantastic. The whole cast is great. I was though, giving. Like, uh, I was getting Rizzo vibes from Gabriella <laughs> for sure. Can we talk the about hair? Shout out to Greece. The hair, the smoking, the the purple. <laughs> You know the lights. Yeah, the, the she was yeah the the, the color for she sure. She definitely had the thing. Um, so I want to one of my favorite scenes in this movie, Big Night. Um, the Mambo Italiano, hey Mambo. Yes, da, I'm da, so glad you guy, brought that up. The guy. So it opens up with this guy lip syncing to mm-hmm. the Amazing. song, and it, awesome. he does it like almost like drag queen level professional, like even with the like the little lip. Trill, he's giving, yeah. And he's like, and he has this wine bottle, and it's, like and it's right starting. There. Dude, it's it was it was great. But I mean, that whole night was amazing because what had happened to it? Because I was watching with my fr- uh, with my roommate Antoine, and we ended up watching Mambo Italiano the movie, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. which is a gay Canadian movie. Brandon, if you haven't seen it, <laughs> I I have not. What is this movie? It's called Mambo Italiano. It's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> it's a gay movie from again the nineties. No, two thousand three. Sorry, two thousand three. No, no, two thousand three. Okay, and it's Canadian. Like, there's no. There's like I think one major actor that I think the dad's a, a famous actor, right? Um, but he got like special permission to do it. But it's all no name actors from Canada, and it's it's amazing. You should. <laughs> I was definitely Italianed out um, <laughs> on Tuesday when I watched this movie, or Tuesday Wednesday, you know, because uh, yeah. I went from Big Night to Italia, uh, uh, Mambo Italiano, and it's great. Like it, I think it's a great song. I think it's, a it's spicy meatball. It's just great. So definitely check it out, Brandon, because that's that, your that people. Was... <laughs> oh, I don't know if we mentioned, um, like, we're in New York City. Brandon's in Toronto. We've been trying to yeah, do I this all quarantine. Yeah, Brandon's a filthy a fucking like, immigrant. Can- <laughs> Canadian flag hey. behind me. Um, that wasn't intentional, but it's there because that's how that's Canada. Should we start so. painting our backgrounds? Like, should I put the American flag up yeah, here? Yeah, we'll put a bunch of, like, obnoxious, and, like, like <laughs> freedom, um, freedom stuff in the back. <laughs> God, um, I I mean, I, I'm s- what's up? Oh no, I'm just very glad you brought up that scene because that was one of the best moments ever. Also, because that's a hard cut from the scene I was talking about before with the uh the two of the, the women, two women outside speaking sharing a sig. Yep, and it's such a it's a very like beautiful moment, and then it's a hard cut, and it's like right on this guy's face, close up, Mambo Italiano, and it's it was fantastic, so good. Yeah, I I mean. I think this movie's fantastic. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say about it. 
It's a great poem. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I also thought the art director was fantastic. Their apartment really gave a yeah. sense of everything. You know, having two beds in the, in the one room. You know, I the the little moment where he flips the iron over because they left it on because they're that exhausted. Mm-hmm. Just little things, you know, that they clearly thought of because they were living in the characters. Or like when they're in the when they're in the office and uh, you the shot begins and like they have the lamp is like in the way and I'm like they like let this pass like the dailies like right. you can't and then like finally Bilbo just like slams it and you're like oh okay I, I get it like yeah oh, there's oh, yeah, so much it detail covers, it covers the mouth it covers either. his face and he can't you see him um, yeah that and that's what I mean just the fact that it was like these two guys getting together to do this thing uh, there there it was like so professionally done like every aspect of it like was pretty excellent like i even, i don't i didn't feel like they skimped out on anything they they just put like they did it no. the right way you know even down to like the co-writer um you know campbell scott campbell with scott, his fucking arm with his, his arm in a cast <laughs> the sucker like quintessential yeah. like douchey salesman like uh um, trying to sell fucking trying thing. to sell the cadillac which the cadillac for a long time was like the symbol of that was like the car, yeah. class, right? Yeah. Like you've made it if you can ride around in a new Cadillac, right? you know? And so it's that temptation that Stanley Tucci, cause in uh, throughout for the most part of the movie, he's thinking, okay, we're going to pull out all the stops. This jazz singer is going to come and we're going to make it like, this is a total possibility. And so you're, he's like window shopping, right? And he's like fantasizing of like the life he could have, you know, unfortunately, obviously doesn't work out, but but yeah, even to that that kind of bit, like culturally, like the time period, everything was very, very solidly grounded into in that reality across the board. You know, even well, yeah. going down to when having he's like a, when he's like, this is next year's car. And he's like, oh, my God, next year. Oh, shit. So, <laughs> so the like, next year, the next year's car is going to go. Oh, like, yeah. so charming. Like, um, oh, man. Down to like even the barber a few doors down. Oh, know, yeah. The Italian barber yeah. where they sit. He brings over some food. Primo does. And they just sit and speak Italian. And it's you kind of find your community in America, you know. There's also uh, something interesting about that, and I don't know if that's just because we've been watching a lot of movies with subtitles, but seamlessly, you know, as it went in and out uh, with the Italian and the subtitles, like, it, it felt seamless to me. Like, I didn't even notice at one point that I was reading subtitles. Yeah. So that was just beautifully it's done. Not, it's not great how we just kind of, now we're used to it. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if that's just an us thing now, though, because we've been watching, like, all these, you know, the, the foreign films. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. I think Netflix made it <laughs> pretty universal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, also, I mean, ever since I started watching anime, it's I was like, literally about to say know. I've been on this shit since I was twelve, so because <laughs> of well, uh, then I well also I wouldn't have even I wouldn't have even started watching subs, but I was watching all the dubs. Then you were like, you can't watch the dubs; it's different. Yeah, it's it's actually like, illegal. Yeah, it's it's actually illegal different. to watch dubs. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can't do it. Uh, so um, I had no idea. Anyway, I don't know. I Big Night's fantastic. I, I I'm ready to I'm ready to. To put in the numbers. So it's so funny this being Let's our first kind of like live Instagram thing. You know, it's like we have we have an hour, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like then we go too fast because we know some people are watching and t- tuning in. Which thank you by the way. Um, and I think it's just yeah. funny with like time frame and kind of scheduling it out. We went right into the movie. Oh, that was great. Hope we're gonna do this regularly. Hopefully. So. So we uh we're a, yeah we uh. We rate things out of five stars because it's obviously you can quantify art down to a number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, does anyone want to go first? I'll go first. Uh, yeah, yeah, go, Josh. Yeah. Um, while Brandon thinks about his rating, I'm going to go a 3.5. Okay. 
uh, just compared to everything else that we've had on our plate, 3.5. It was a nice, easy watch. Loved a couple of the shots. Great story. And I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to give it a four. You know, I I was going to give it a 3.5 before the podcast, before we started talking about it. But as we talked about it, like I'm more and more impressed. And then I'm such a sucker for actors writing stuff and like it coming out this way. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we give it a four. It's funny because it like last week we were like, how hard is it to direct and act? You know, yeah. and then this week it's direct, act, write. You know, they did it all. Like, well, then it's it's interesting that they, you know, they did it together, which yeah. has to be really helpful, you know, because with Stanley Tucci being the lead, having, you know, yeah. uh, Campbell Scott there. 100%. Nailed the name. <laughs> And then they, but then you can tell they had, when they had their scenes with each other, it was like, oh, this is what they wanted to do. They wanted to just like have yeah. a bunch of excuse to like dick around and drive a fancy car in a field. Like, <laughs> and it, it works. It, it almost, it almost felt like it, it started off as a short film of a uh, Italian, like immigrant trying to, trying to buy, buy a, a car. car from uh, an American yeah. salesman. And then like, you know, somebody at like Sundance is like, or. We make it a fucking <laughs> drama, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Brandon. I think it's like a solid four. I think it's a great under the radar movie that doesn't necessarily say anything new, but it is saying what it is saying really well. Mm-hmm. Great. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Really great way to put it. Um, cool. So normally it would be Josh's turn because we do a rotating schedule, but I bullied him off camera into letting me go this yeah. week. That's why I'm wearing a shirt today. Well, yeah, he's wearing uh, the cover of the well. It was ruthless. Brandon tried to stop, ruthless. but uh, he can't do anything because he's across the fucking border. Uh, well. <laughs> so I wanted to snipe his spot and go two weeks in a row to recommend a movie because Midnight Tonight, September 4th, is the global release on Netflix of the new Charlie Kaufman film, I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Starring Jesse Buckley and Meth Damon himself, Jesse Plemons. Um, Meth Damon, I hate you. That <laughs> makes so much sense, but uh, oh God. Well, he was in Breaking Bad, and he looks like Matt Damon. He's Meth Damon. Um, it's Yeah, it's called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. It is based off of a book by a Canadian author, actually, Brandon. Um, and uh, it's a contemporary release. I think it'll be fun. It's coming out tonight. Uh, try to go in blind if you if you haven't seen the trailer or anything. It's gonna be. I a- watched, dude. I literally watched the trailer two minutes before this podcast. Really, I can't believe that's the movie you picked. I'm so pumped. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a fucking trip. It's this is uh, Charlie Kaufman who did being John Malkovich adaptation, um, Anomalisa, like phenomenal, all, only hits, like has never really missed. Eternal Sunshine, he wrote. Uh, so yeah. yeah. This is the, it's going to be something. And I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh man, that is, uh, that might be the best, the best pick yet. I don't, I think I'm excited because that's, well, now that movie there's going to be a lot to talk about. Oh Definitely. yes. Well, now that movie theaters are open, we can actually maybe start once in a while doing a movie, like requesting a movie that's opening or something. I know. Friday, we're going, uh, me, Ryan, his sister, mother, you're gonna and niece see Tenet? are going to go see, no, we're seeing another movie that his niece picked, I forget what it's called, like uh, writing on the writing on the wall or something like that, or bathroom stall, I don't know. The niece picked it. Um, right. And so we're actually driving to Connecticut Friday morning to see a movie, so. Oh, damn. Nice. Uh, that's fun. But Enjoy that. Anyway, uh, so because it's in Scram Live, we have an hour, I think we have a little bit of time just to kind of plug here quick. Um, I, I will just spearhead it to my account. Um, so this is three MFAers because we're MFAers. 
uh, podcast oh, where we talk is movies. That right. <laughs> right. Uh, follow us on Instagram at the number three MFA ERS podcast um, so that you can get kind of updates what we're doing. Um, or follow me at, at stir, S T E R underscore Joshua. Um, and then Brandon at Brandon Kyle McPherson because we'll post things while, you know, throughout the week. Um, that way we can, you know, keep you guys updated and we'll, we'll hopefully do these live things more so that, you know, if you're chilling at home at 10 a.m. Eastern time, uh, 7 a.m. Pacific time, um, you can hop on with us and have a discussion. It'll be, I will, we will release it. Um, 8 p.m. Central. 8 a.m. 9 a.m. I don't Wait, know. What? Sorry. Stop. Anyway, I interrupted you. Uh, you know, I, it'll be on all the podcast stuff uh, next week. Um, for the audio for you guys to chime back in and yeah uh, Caleb we're Caleb's on letterbox at I'm on letterbox it's a website that is for people who like to argue about movies uh, <laughs> you can find me at CJC ASDS um, it's a lot of fun I'm not on really anything else but yeah check it out anything else Brandon yeah, for any of your comic book, superhero, or nerdy clothing needs, go oh, to the yeah. postsession.com. There you go. Brand's a little entrepreneur. You know what? Also, <laughs> uh, uh, go to the postsession.com. I'm just going to say this here. I'll have to set it up after, so give me about an hour, but uh, discount <laughs> code 3MFAers for, I don't know, 10%. Uh, I got to figure it out. But So, wow. yeah. Oh, try you that. See here first. Real time I, I might go. <laughs> 10% discount. I'll fucking check it there out. There you go. <laughs> no, Caleb, I hope you do because you're going to want to buy a bunch of shit. Oh, I Actually, bet. Caleb, do me a favor. Go look at the Hunter x Hunter shirts. I have one here that I ordered, but they're fucking dope. The sweaters. And uh, like such better quality than I thought. I'll actually send you a picture of the one that I, because I, I ordered it as a test for myself and it's dope. Sorry. That we don't no, yeah, all right. we can do this later. But. No, perfect. No, don't we worry like about anime. It. <laughs> Please. Um, we, we're still, we still, our opinions still matter. Our opinions still matter. Um, if you like what you heard, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, Google YouTube. Some Spanish no, Google Play, website. Uh, <laughs> we don't know the name Google of. Play no longer exists. Oh. It's just Google Podcasts. I'm so sorry. Podcast. And then YouTube is now the Google Play music stuff. So we're on all that. Uh, please like, share, subscribe. Um, our last week's episode, Tombstone, is will be out later today after this um, on all that. And yeah, check out a library and tune in next week, 10 a.m. Bye. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I, don't <Bye>. know. <laughs> I don't know. How do we do this? The, the saying goodbye is the worst part. Just log off, bro. Oh, dude, just log off. Log off. All right, here we go. Thanks, y'all. Brandon's like, later. Brandon's literally peaced out. All right, guys.